welcome to the first ever episode of the Two Man Wall Podcast. <laughs> I'm Brayden. I'm Ethan. And we are the, the members of Two Man Wall. I would be on the outermost post. You would be on the innermost. Uh-huh. We're going in height. Actually, you might be lying on the ground, honestly, <laughs> um, in modern football. If there was more than two people on the wall. A going one, under a one-man wall. One man wall. <laughs> And then one underneath. Maybe we should call it called that. We should have brought on our sister. It did two man wall plus one person underneath. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> anyway, later podcast. That's an expansion podcast. Mm. But our podcast will mainly focus on the Premier League, the English yep. Premier League, but all relevant world football that is impossible mm. to ignore is just, will be just that. On as this you podcast. can see behind breathing. As head. you can <laughs> see, as a sad Liverpool fan sits behind me, uh, we will be discussing that today. But Definitely. In general, Premier League podcast, going to keep it pretty basic, but we'll see where this goes. But without any further ado, hop into the football. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of our football this evening, there is an abnormality in the last two weeks that we must address of some kind, and that is the fact that two young romantic footballing relationships have been smashed. And those relationships are, well, I can't I'll, pronounce these names, so... As it became apparent 10 minutes before this podcast. <laughs> so, Alfonso Davies and Jordan Hayama, they are officially split up. I, I that, tried. That one's tough to take. I, I watched The Notebook and ate a gallon of ice cream <laughs> after this one. It's been, it, it's been a good ride, though, for them. It, it has been a great ride. I mean, these two, as I read up on them an hour before we did this, they were... They met... At the Vancouver Whitecaps Academy, they were both there. Oh, both, romantic. Yeah, both uh, Canadian internationals. And it kind of just blossomed from there, just as strong as their careers did. Absolutely. But both of these players are top, top tier. It's not like Alfonso Davies and some, like, scrub of a player. <laughs> Jordan Haidema has won uh, Olympic gold medal with Canada. That's true, that is true. Won a uh, league title with PSG in a league that has Leon. This isn't the men's game, guys, all right? <laughs> PSG... There's no oil money for... Well, I guess there's still oil money for... It trickles down to the yeah, women's team. Yeah, sure. I but mean, when you're giving all your money to Mbappe, it's very tough to spend money on anything yeah. else at the club, so... And Alfonso Davies, I mean, as soon as he came to Bayern, he was an instant superstar. I mean, that, that one uh, uh, assist to Joshua Kimmich in the uh, 8-2 drubbing... I haven't seen Nelson just... Tomato since, honestly. <laughs> he might be underground, but who knows? Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, he got a team of year card in FIFA. I mean, I mean, he's had some, uh, some recent injuries. He had the heart thing, but yeah, this is, this is a really tough, uh, it's tough really to tough take for the football take. world. Yeah. And no, no reason, you know, just, <laughs> just, you know, just some people, I, so out of the blue, some people just grow apart, you know, and we're not here to talk. This is not a romantic, this yeah. is not a uh, love guru podcast. <laughs> However, it does need to be addressed. And somehow that was the second most crazy romantic world yeah. football story that we've had in the last couple of weeks. This one has a bit more to it. There's a triangle going on between Yao Felix, Pedro Poro, and Maggie Cordero, I believe is how you pronounce that. Um, do you know too much about this? Because I know enough. Okay, so to my knowledge, like nothing, no like breakup is confirmed. All right. Sure. So Apparently, you know, there's been, like, videos going around of, like, Pedro Porro and, what's her name? Maggie Cordero? <laughs> Maggie Cordero. Uh, you know, at some, like, nightclub and, you know, 
Felix hasn't commented at all on this stuff. I mean, if I was yelling, yeah. I would kind of stay out of it. But uh, but both Poro and uh, Cordero have denied the rumors. But I I saw like one of the videos. Now listen, it was like three pixels yeah, per inch, it's, and it was hard. And I don't even know what I barely know it either. A TMZ like quality from, video. Yeah, really. <laughs> so it's really hard to say whether it was them. But if it was, I mean, there was clearly some stuff I mean, going if down. If I were Yao Felix, I'd be skeptical. That's all I'll say. Wow. But Yao Felix and Pedro Poro both got Team of the Year cards in FIFA. Strong red link there. Stronger oh, yeah. than red, I would say. Yeah. Purple link there. But I don't know. We'll wait. We'll, we'll come back to you as the story develops. Because right now, still in the balance. Jury's still out. But I think it's just hilarious that the whole footballing world, while soaking in the Champions League final, was also soaking in this love triangle between two. Very de- Pedro Poro is Spanish, like not even Portuguese. Like this is a complete nationality switch for Maggie. Um, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. I'm interested as much yeah. as I was about the Champions League final about this. So, with the end of that segment, the end of our two man wall TMZ segment, we'll move on to how we will be covering the epic final day that took place yes. in the Premier League. So. The way that we are going to cover it, as there was so much football that went on, mm-hmm. and not enough time in a podcast to cover it all, we're going to, well, I'll explain it like this. A football match is 90 minutes. All the football matches, all the soccer matches, for those who call it soccer, like me, um, <laughs> we will be cutting it down into 30 minutes, so three times speed. So, for example, the first goal we have is Pedro Neto. He scored in the third minute on the final day. That goal will be announced after one minute after I start the clock here. And all the goals proportional to when they were scored on the final day to the time they were scored will be announced in the condensed 30-minute segment that we will have. Is there any better way to explain Did I leave anything out there? No, it's basically every, every goal slash moment from Championship Sunday is going to be said sequentially. And... That I think sounds it, a lot better than what I said, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's necessary that you know that it's proportional to the timing yeah. of you know, condensed down from ninety to thirty. You don't have calculators on you, you don't have to do the math. We did it for you. <laughs> but yes, we will be trying to make the final day somehow three times more hectic than it was originally. Um and without any further ado. Well, first we need to give some backstory to the final day. There was quite yes. a bit of drama just going into Pretty it. much everything could, in theory, be settled on the final day. Yes, yes. Everyone but the teams ranked 14 through 8th in the Premier League were kind of affected by this. Yeah. Um, maybe Chelsea, too. They, they kind of had the day off. Yeah, Chelsea wasn't affected. But but City was, obviously, two points clear of Liverpool. Spurs, after an... We're not going to talk about it collapsed. Our... <laughs> Two, we're sp- two points clear of Arsenal. Uh, United were two points clear of West Ham for that coveted Europa League spot. Or uh, Ure- Ure- uh, UEFA, whatever the fuck Conference it's called. Conference League. I'm honestly blanking. And then Leeds and Burnley, obviously. Two beloved teams in our hearts. Yes. We're tied level on points for 17th and 18th in the bottom of the table. That was certainly one to watch as we will get into at some point, but I am going to start the timer, and we should get this going. Timer, block, stopwatch, and off. I wish I had a whistle, but there's no whistle. Off, we 
go. Okay. So, again, we're going to announce them as they happen. So, Pedro Necho happened in the third minute. So, that would technically be one minute into our uh, 30 minute broadcast here. But again, a couple gaps in here we'll be filling with various things. We have a jar of questions here that we can go through. But in the end, we will fill as much time as we need. But going into today, what were your initial thoughts on what was going to happen? Do you think City was going to have it or do you think Liverpool was going to have it? Uh, I didn't really doubt City too much. I think we said in some of the podcasts we did before this first official one that we didn't really see either team slipping up after their uh, 2-2 draw with sure. each other in uh in April. Obviously, there were slip-ups. Many uh, City, in the last two weeks. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, obviously, Liverpool slipped up against uh Tottenham at home and City slipped up against West Ham. So clearly, there was the possibility, but I just didn't think it would be the case. Well, as we hit one minute, we will announce the Pedro Neto goal. The first goal of Championship Sunday happened in the third minute to make it one nothing Wolves against Liverpool. When this goal went in, I was kind of like, oh, Liverpool played a shitty lineup. They're yeah, no Van Dyke or Salah. They're tanking for the Champions League, and they got what they deserved, and they'll draw this game, and City will win five nothing, and they'll win the league by five points or whatever it was, or four points, um, and that'll be that. Um, clearly, it went the complete opposite way yeah. for both teams. Um, but at this point, I was like, oh, okay, that takes the fun out of it, you know? Yeah. I just didn't think anything of it because Liverpool just kept conceding first in Premier League. <laughs> That's true. I looked. They, in their last four Premier League games of the season, they conceded first in every single one. Uh, they won all of them except for the one against the last Tottenham. Wow. Yeah, the last four. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't really surprised at all. Um, and so, in honor of this Pedro Neto goal scored by none other than the Portuguese player for Wolves. One of the many. <laughs> one of the many. <laughs> We will attempt to name just as many as we can, past and present, of this. Before Kai Havertz scores in the 11th minute, in one minute. So, we'll go Pedro Neto. Uh, Nelson Semedo. Ruben That's ne- where he is, Ru- by the way. Oh, he's still there? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ruben maybe, Neves. Maybe alone. Um, Jean Moutinho. We'll go with Trincao, I yep. believe. Uh, Rui Patricio oh, at Jose, Roma now. Jose Sa. Is right. Jose Sa, is he Portuguese? I believe. He may be Spanish. Well, you go name another Portuguese player. We've okay. already named eight. Uh, Fabio Silva. Fabio I forgot Silva. about him. He's Portuguese. He's Portuguese? All right. I'm on the list. Uh, ooh, do we forget anyone? Ooh, wait. Pedence? I think he's English. Daniel Potter? Really? Back to the Google we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Elite pretty sure Paul he's now. English. Daniel Pedence is Portuguese. <laughs> he's Portuguese, really? Yes. Who the hell am I thinking of? <laughs> Uh, I'm over two. This is bad. Can we move on, please? Uh, what else we got? How many do we have? Like ten? Fuck. There, there was another wing. Who is the wing back? Oh no, that was Doherty. There's gotta be someone named Carvalho on there. Yeah. Did William Carvalho ever play for Wolves? I'm no, I think we're thinking of uh the Fulham Carvalho. Well, as of right now, in the 11th minute, Kai Havertz scores to make it one nothing Chelsea against Watford, and with that, we will pull our first question from the pot of mystery. Because no offense to Chelsea fans, no one really cares I about I could this. not care less about this <laughs> no. game. Worst Premier League captain. Worst Premier League captain. At, at soccer. At soccer. Not as a person. Okay. Oof. All time? 
We'll go current. Current? Mark Noble included, because he was still the captain. Of the I, it has to be La Gazette right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lack All of right. threat. No bias. No bias. <laughs> I mean, he's he's really had a shocker of a season. Yeah. I mean, he's been replaced by Eddie Nketiah, who we both were not quite fond of prior to his little run of form. Oh, yeah. Well, at yeah. the back end of the season. If that's what you want to call it. Uh, two goals this season? Or two goals from it. open play? Like, I, don't, I, I think I, I two goals it. from open play. I believe it. Hey, if you threw out any shitty Lacazette stat, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can only remember two penalties of his this season. One shot? He had one shot on target this year? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. He is he's the worst defensive work rate in the Premier League? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> he never plays defense. And then arguably a bombing before he left for Barca oh my God. <laughs> in I January. Dude, I mean, they're best friends for a reason, man. Maybe they're smoking the Mary Jane together or something. Yeah. Um, but as we approach the Dayon Kulisevsky goal, 16th minute, one nothing Norwich. The five minutes and 20 seconds it took to get here still seemed quicker than the 16 it took to get to Dayan Kulisevsky's for an Arsenal fan. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought Norwich were going to like, you know, last game in the Premier League before the inevitable uh-huh. Norwich switch next year. Um, I thought they were going to be like in front of my home fans. You know, all the season ticket holders came out for the last game. They were going to put up a fight a little bit. Like, Youngman Son scores a banger in the 80th minute and they win one nothing. No. No, no, that no, was not no, the case. No, no. <laughs> they figured they'd lay down for us so that we could switch that game off and focus yeah. on the real drama, uh, which I appreciate to some extent. <laughs> Listen, they're they're charity FC, yeah, really. I, yeah. <laughs> just giving out shit for free. Just just free Ws. I, I mean, mean, you gotta respect they the gave philanthropy. Sonny, they gave Sonny, uh <laughs> share of the golden boot, yeah. as we'll discuss later. But yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, I only watched sixteen minutes of it, but yes, it was a dreadful performance from Norwich, but. Such as Norwich, <laughs> such as the Canaries. But, you know, last game at Carroll Road, I thought there was going to be less than three goals. There was not. It serves me right for thinking Norwich. Yeah. That, I we, mean, could, the that whole, we could balance our I don't know if you were on Twitter the, the week before the, uh, the final day, but there was, like, Norwich badge edits with the cannon in it. Like, let's go Norwich, and then 16 minutes. They could see. And we move on to a Callum Wilson penalty in the 20th minute. That makes it one nothing Newcastle against Burnley, which is a huge goal for Leeds. Yes. Post post production, Braden edit some <laughs> War Eagle cries or like God bless America tunes uh-huh. here because this is big. Yeah, <laughs> this is big for America, uh, but huge, huge for the uh, the bottom four race. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, at that time, Leeds still tied nil nil with Brentford, so they had the point advantage on uh, Burnley, which they needed because they're. They were like 20 goals yeah. down on well, goal. Yeah, they conceded 120,000 goals. Yeah, under Bielsa. I mean, yeah, that, it's almost impressive how many goals they conceded under Bielsa. Well, yeah, when you're down 4 0 and you're still pressing, like that tends to yeah. happen. <laughs> like, essentially I, the equivalent of being like down 4 0 and then just holding down Y on yeah, uh, yeah. Just, like, goal, just to bring your cold keeper out just to feel <laughs> something. <laughs> flicking on team press uh-huh. when you're down to 8 0. The 89th minute. Just taking out everyone with your goalkeeper until yeah, you yeah, get yeah, stripped yeah. and then you eventually rage quit. Yep. Essentially be also. They should have rage quit a couple games. Would have saved yeah. a couple goals. Anyway, as we hit the 8th minute of our broadcast, the 24th minute of Championship Sunday, Sadio Mane levels with Wolves at home. And this would be, here's Sadio Mane's last goal for Liverpool as people court block. Saw out beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Mai will not be thanking Thibaut Courtois yeah. for that one. He looked pretty excited on the parade float. I don't know if you saw those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Mane, I've never seen Mane celebrate or like smile. Or... I don't think he ever wanted to be at Liverpool. He was like, all right, fuck Southampton. Like, I got to go to a bigger club. I've literally never seen him smile. And <laughs> the thing is, you hear so much about Mane being like this, like really like humble, like nice guy, like donates to, you know, I don't know, like hospitals back in Senegal. Yeah. It's a very broad statement, but I know he does like a lot of good <laughs> stuff back there. And yeah. he's just a very nice guy. Like I saw a video after uh, the FA Cup final, you know, where he went up to Mendy instead of making a three mile run to catch up to Simikas after, <laughs> after he scored That's the foul, he just ran completely around, around the goal. I hate when players do that, by the way. I mean, but, there's a lot of <laughs> things that are cringy about Premier League footballers, but yeah. Um, as we hit the ninth minute of our podcast, the 20th, 27th minute of Championship Sunday, Gabriel Martinelli scores a penalty to make it one nothing. Arsenal against Everton. Another irrelevant game, as it turned out to be, but a goal yeah. for Martinelli is a goal for world football, in my opinion. Yeah, Martinelli broke a huge goal drag, I think. Maybe, I think it was over 10 games where he hadn't scored. And yeah. nothing like a penalty to yeah to for break a young conduct. player yeah I mean you you'd rather give it to lock to Martinelli than like Lacazette on his potential uh-huh. last game like who gives a shit about Lacazette like I mean Lacazette wasn't on <laughs> he wasn't the field on the field but like yeah. in theory like uh-huh. you'd rather give it to Martinelli so he can score in front of his home fans on the final day like give him some confidence you see him out in uh Disney World with Neymar <laughs> yeah yeah the whole Brazil squad yeah, yeah. good for him man I'm, I mean. I, I'm right, proud well, of Martinelli. Socializing uh, with Brazil team, I'm proud of Martinelli. All right, well, I'm not that proud of Martinelli because I, Bruno Guimaraes was also in there. And I don't like, you know, oh, him yeah. being all chummy with uh, Guimaraes after, after he, he pretty much sealed our fate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but fair play to Bruno. Fair yeah. Game. As we hit 10-20 of our broadcast, we hit the 31st minute. Eddie Nketiah scores to make it 2-0 two, two Arsenal against Everton. Eddie Nketiah, consider it continuing his goal scoring streak i still don't like him as a player but he is young who knows no no i'm i think niketia is growing on me and i think you'd do well to before you say that 32nd minute harry kane scores to make it 2-0 spurs continue yeah so i think you'd do well to give niketia a bit more support since he has signed a new contract with arsenal that was a big question at the end of the season I'm not sure if I expected him to sign the contract, to sign a new contract more because of his improved form or less. I really wasn't sure because he knows that a new striker is coming into Arsenal this summer. That big name striker, hopefully a big name striker, will be coming into Arsenal. So is his continued or is his growth in form like, okay, you know, now I can compete for, you know, the number one spot at number nine next season? Or is it, well, I'm definitely not getting number nine next season, so then I take my talents yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, maybe. But, anyway, we have 45 seconds to do our best Harry Kane impressions, because oh, Harry Kane God, just no. scored, so, uh... I'll let you see. Hi there. This is post-production, Brayden. And uh, upon listening to the Harry Kane impression that I was about to play for you guys, it turns out it was just a little bit too spot on. And what, am I, what I mean by that is it was virtually inaudible. So to save you guys 10, 15 seconds of chaos, I've completely cut it out of this podcast for you. So you can thank me later. But for now, let's get back to the podcast, shall we? 
that was ten times better than mine would have been. <laughs> was, that, was it uh, audible? Because I tried for it not to be in true hurricane fashion. Anyway. I got half of it. As we hit 12-20, two goals in the 37th minute. First one, Wilfred Zaha against Manchester United. one nothing Palace. They saw one nothing Palace. They eventually saw that out. Three points. And then the Matty Cash goal. Make it rain, Ethan. We love the Matty Cash goal to make it one nothing Villa. On the final day, Ethan takes out dollar bills and makes it rain. Including a 20 in there. Wow. High roller. Yeah. <laughs> but that makes it one nothing Villa and puts quite the twist on what would be a dramatic final day. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm still not convinced that, you know, City aren't going to pull through here. But it definitely is a huge twist because I don't think many people were expecting Villa to score the first goal in this game. So obviously, it creates that, you know, bit more drama. And City still hadn't really threatened Villa's goal. Uh, their second choice goalkeeper, too. Emmy Martinez wasn't in. I'm trying to remember. I think Robin Olsen, maybe, wasn't net for them. Uh, but I also don't want to gloss over the Wilfred Zaha goal, because as of right now, the Conference League beckons for Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Knights in God knows where. I don't and know. West Ham was up 1-0 at this point. Yeah, well, as we'll get to right yeah. now, Mikel Antonio scores. They get one nothing West Ham against Brighton, which at the time put West Ham into sixth place. Uh -huh. And Cristiano Ronaldo, the great Cristiano Ronaldo, into the Europa Conference League. As another, if the season couldn't get any worse. Another European competition for him to dominate against Geneva FC or whoever the fuck they play. Yeah, freaking U.S. Virgin Islands, you know, gonna be making trips down there. I don't even know where half these Conference League teams come from, but Ronaldo doesn't want to be there to play soccer. Maybe to vacation, I've, but I mean, <laughs> can you blame him? Who makes more casual Vine references, Jordan Henderson or James Milner? James Miller. I don't know. I feel like he's the quirkier, mm -hmm. but who's the more vine culture? No, I feel like James Milner is like the type of person who thinks like vine culture is like now, <laughs> who's just like seven or eight years too late to these jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of true. He's like follows like vine reference pages on tiktok yeah and just like this whole for you page is like oh that's funny yeah i wonder when that came he'll out you 20 he'll like go well. onto youtube and it's just like try not to laugh compilations <laughs> like and he shows them to his like kids who are like yeah yeah that happened in 2011 blast them at like full volume damn daniel but <laughs> <laughs> i agree with you i agree with you james milner but jordan henderson you know i threw him in there english you know he could he could you could give a go at the Vine references, I, I would say. I could I, say especially it. in the leadership position, you want to make the team laugh. You could throw up some Vine references and, like, Trent's roll in his eyes or whatever, because he's the youngest there. Or, like, Harvey Elliott or something. Yeah, Harvey Elliott. Is he a TikToker? I assume he is. What is he, like, 17? I think they're all... I mean, yeah, he's, like, 19 now. When you're When you're that young and you get paid so much money, um, and you don't have anything else to do, uh, as Josh Giddy gave us, give me a shot. Yeah, you 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 resort to TikTok uh -huh. <laughs> because you make a TikTok account, you have 50k followers, and it's like a big head rush for these guys. I don't know. But as we've passed the 45th minute into extra time, a Donny Van de Beek goal. Yeah, uh, he's alive. <laughs> two one Arsenal going into halftime. But yes, a Donny Van de Beek goal. I'm gonna clap again. It deserves two two rounds of applause. I'm not going to clap again because I've slandered Donny Van de Beek a lot. I've changed my tune about him because 
I mean, we all thought that he was being ostracized at United, which he was. Yeah. And then he's continued to be ostracized at Everton. I started to think that, you know, he might be the problem. So I gave him a lot of stick. And then, of course, you know, he comes back and scores against Arsenal. So, anyways, that is halftime of our broadcast. Me and Ethan have some celebratory tea for halftime in true British fashion. This has been sitting here for a while. I don't know how hot. Not at all, actually. Uh, okay, wow, who would have thought? Um, but at this time, one nothing City... Don't know why I'm still sipping. one nothing City, 1-1 Liverpool versus Wolves. What were your... How had your predictions changed from the opening whistle? Not that much, but, you know, in the back, back, back of my mind, I'm getting a little nervous for City, just because, despite... Obvious, their obvious domination in possession, that's nothing new. But they just weren't really producing chances. They weren't bearing down on goal. And, you know, you never know when it's just not your day. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah, it was, it was, I still thought it was going to be their day. I, thought City, I still thought it was going to be their day, but... I thought City was going to, like... Well, if City lost and Liverpool won, City was the one side. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was... If Liverpool failed to win, City wins the title no yes. matter what. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I thought they were just, like, not going to have enough firepower on the field. And when they subbed on Salah, it was going to be too little too late. And then City were going to end up losing. Because... I yeah, Liverpool know, were in the same situation as City yeah. where they, they just couldn't break down exactly. Wolves for the most part. Yeah. So I, I thought City were going to win, but I didn't think they were going to win like that. But anyway, no time to waste. We will reset the clock and go after it in the second half. And before we get to James Madison... First goal of the second half, the 49th minute. We will talk about whether James Madison deserves to be on the planting club. This is a tough question because England doesn't really play with a 10. Mount? They I think play they play... Three? I think they usually play either Mount or Foden off the wing if they play with them. And nonetheless, I mean, even if they want to play with a 10, they're not, they don't bring that many attacking center midfielders with them you know, to these big tournaments. And I just don't think that whether it's Madison's fault or not, I mean, could Madison do just as good a job as Mount or Foden, you know, in either of these Chelsea or Manchester City teams, you know, I guess, you know, we'll never know in the words of Kanye, but, <laughs> but I just don't think he's done enough this season, especially after the last two seasons where Leicester did really well pushing for Europa League spots. And then this season was a bit more of a letdown. I yeah. think he kind of missed his chance. If yeah. it existed. I mean, if anything, like, Connor Gallagher, you know, just like yeah, a little bit more flexible in terms of position. Like I feel like Connor Gallagher is a more of an eight though than a ten. Yeah, well, you always want to have like a little bit of defensive orientation in the World mm-hmm. Cup because it's just in these big tournaments it always ends up being a cage match. Yeah, Madison doesn't have nearly exactly, the type of work yeah. rate as. But Gallagher. as we hit the minute twenty mark, we hit the forty ninth minute mark in the final day. James Madison scores to make it one nothing Leicester against Southampton. Another irrelevant game that we don't care yeah. about. Um, and then in the 50th minute, Joel Veltman scores for Brighton to make it 1-1 with West Ham, putting Manchester United back into the Europa League. Yes. God bless. Yes. Um, you know, sneaky, uh, sneaky goal. It wasn't as quite as irrelevant as the James Madison goal, but uh-huh. it, it was, you know. It did have implications Especially elsewhere. as Manu continued, continued to falter. Shiniest bald head in world football. Good question. That is a good question. What you think about it? I'm going straight in. Pep. That that was my first. Like thought. it was Pep or Ten Hag for me. 
Ten Hag's got like some scruff, you know. Yeah, I, I've seen a bit of scruff. It's it's like around here too. He's got like, you know, it almost like reminds me of like a worn down mini golf course. You know, just right up here, just yeah. like the 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 texture of like a very wet mini golf course. Pep, he's like yeah. the the fucking. King Triton from Spongebob. He's just, you know. <laughs> bald. Bald. <laughs> you can see a reflection in that thing. Um, I'm going with Pep all the way. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I don't think we have to overthink it. I mean, it's an all-time <laughs> Don't overthink it. That, that, that's my go-to. Don't overthink it. No, I'll go for one more. 35 seconds until a gold double in the 56 minutes. So get the thing quickly. Prem player that would be most tryhard during recess football games. Football. American football, not soccer. American football. Oh, yeah. Bitch. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Jan Vestergaard. Jan Vestergaard. I'm going with Jan Vestergaard. He's a dog. He, like, he's the tight end. He's the Rob Gronkowski on the recess playground. That's that's my boy right there. He's like my I if I if he's not covered, that's a check down, and then somebody else got to be open because he's double covered. Jan Vestergaard, that's my boy. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Connor Gallagher, who we previously mentioned, just I like, because I like of that too. I just like because that. of literally that like 20 minute period against Arsenal where <laughs> he just didn't he single handedly pressed the entire back line and prevented them from playing out of the back. I mean. That would be a nightmare to play against in I a uh, in the background uh, backyard football <laughs> game. Um, just missed it, but fifty six minute we got two goals: Rafinha versus Leeds to make it one nothing Leeds. Huge goal for Leeds, yes. by the way. Yes. Uh, more Eagles and like Douglas <laughs> American music, please. Uh, and then Cedric Suarez with a banger against Everton to make it three one Arsenal. Um, and we'll throw in the fifty ninth minute Gabriel Majahal's goal because that's how late we are. Um. He also scored to make it 4-1 Arsenal. The back-to-backers from Arsenal. The dirty double to, in an irrelevant game. But I want to take this moment to say how bad because yeah, I wasn't even happy when he scored. I, <laughs> I was more pissed that, like, maybe he would get a shitty contract now and sit on our bench. Like, I'd, I'd rather it be, like, some academy product than... Because he's just, like, he doesn't do anything, man. He, like, I'm not going to get too much into this because I've already been heated about this before, yeah, but, like... like doesn't do anything. He just doesn't do anything. It's one. It was one thing when all of Arsenal's right backs. As Callum Wilson scores in the 60th minute to make it two nothing, Newcastle against Burnley, further cementing their potential demise, especially after the, the Rubin goal. Continue about that. It was one thing when Arsenal didn't have any good right backs and our right backs were playing shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but when we had Tomiyasu, who I I absolutely love Tomiyasu. Yeah, I, mean, I I think he's just. So consistent. He wins every 50-50. I absolutely love him. When he's out for half the season, and they keep saying he's like 50-50 to come back in the next game, and he just keeps seeing uh, Cedric in that starting lineup, it's, it's a dagger every yep. time. And he always has that one game where you're like, all right, maybe, maybe all right. not, he plays not so bad. Three of his five crosses were accurate. Yeah. And then the next game, he gets it beat twice, and we lose 2 nothing, and you're like, oh, okay. But anyway, rolling up on the second of the day on Kulishevsky goals makes it three, nothing against Norwich next season as the, uh, Ivan Perisic signing has been confirmed. Is it Kulishevsky or is it Perisic? It's gotta be Kulishevsky in my opinion. Um, 
Perisic, great player, but he he's past his prime. I think he's what like 32, 33 now. I think the Perisic signing was is just more about depth. Um, now that they're gonna be back in um, back in Europe, hopefully making deeper cup runs. Not all the way, obviously, no trophies, <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, Kulisevsky has been one of the best players second half of the season. Arguably, signing of the January went, uh, it's tough with Luis Diaz in there, too. True. But I'd say one of the signings of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. Luis Diaz lifted Liverpool, but Kulisevsky was the engine behind their comeback in the table. So it, it, it's definitely, it's up for interpretation, certainly. Um, I, but the thing is, why would you sign Perisic? Would you sign Perisic as a rotational player? Like, would he want to come to Tottenham knowing he's a rotational player? Does this stunned Kulishevsky's again it, it's been a Bobby. while since his you know 2018 uh goal against uh England in the semifinals <laughs> um I don't know he's not quite the same player I think you know he's I don't, just I don't even like the signing to be completely honest but like he's a nice rotational player and you know they deal with injuries every single year when yeah. Kane and Evelyn gets injured they'll move down to the middle play Parasit out wide it makes sense it, it does make sense especially with Bergwijn possibly going this summer too yeah. so um but as we hit the what would this be the 70th minute right around um no 68th minute we see Ilkay Gundogan get subbed on for City and if you'll join me then we will have a moment of silence for all of Liverpool's title hopes thank you um and as we go on even through the whatever Felipe Coutinho 69th minute goal to make it's two nothing. Like we don't care about that. Um, Maxwell Cornet was <laughs> Burnley in the 69th minute as well to make it two one Newcastle. A little bit of hope for Burnley there. Ended up not working out, but you know, all time potential for an all time Liverpool moment for Coutinho. Coutinho scoring for Gerrard against City to give Liverpool the title. That'd be pretty cool. At this point, my thoughts are completely changed. By the way, like yeah. before, I was like, Nah, City still got this. As soon as Coutinho scored, I had lost all hope in yep. City. Complete 180. There. And then in the 70th minute. Kungman San scores for the first time to, at the time, tie Mo Salah for the Golden Boot mm-hmm. um, against Norwich. Obviously, 4 nothing. Who was more instrumental, Kane or San? Uh, I think it had to be San, just because um, San and Kane were producing. When Kane started producing for Tottenham, because it took him a while, San was still, you know, banging in the goals for them, too. And I mean, their- San... Son wasn't even nominated for PFA Player of the Year, and Kane was. So clearly, there's some people out there who disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning part of the season, when Kane was still dealing with you know the fallout of the contract situation, and well, not really contract situation, but the transfer situation, um, Son was the only one. I mean, there was no Kulusevski to bring up that uh that front three. Yeah. So. Um, as we hit 940, we hit the 74th minute. Jamie Vardy scores to make it 2-0 Southampton. Again, we don't give a shit about this game. Uh, But if you did, if you're either one of these teams' fans, this is for you, I guess. Um, but Vardy had the same minutes per goal ratio as most all of the season. Yes, he did. I think he had, you know, an under-the-radar season, obviously, because Leicester hadn't hit the heights they did in the last two seasons, as we mentioned. Um... And he had a lot of injury issues, and they brought in uh, Daka in the summer, who did well in the Conference League. But Jamie Vardy, when he's been on the pitch, is still Jamie Vardy. So. Um, we just missed it. The 75th minute, Youngman Son scores to take the lead in the Golden Boot at the time. And then the 76th minute, the chaos begins. 
Gunduan scores to make it 2-1 Villa. It sparks the powder keg that would be the next five minutes. Um, at this time, I was like, here we go, but I still didn't think they would do exactly what they did, to be honest. Um, but as we hit 11 minutes, we get both a Sergio, Sergei Canos, I believe is how you pronounce that. Canos? Canos? Canos. Brentford, uh, possibly. I don't know. Brentford goal versus Leeds to strike a little bit of fear into the Leeds hearts. They would end up working out for them. And then the equalizer for Man City, Rodri in the 78th minute. This is where you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. at this point, 78th minute 2-2, as a Liverpool fan, I'm like, all right, well, we drove. Uh-huh. You know. And as we hit 11-20, Game forward, Prowse scores a penalty. Love me some JWP. Is he on the plane to Qatar? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, he's a set-piece specialist. Best, best free kick taker in the world. Is there a debate right now? I mean, maybe messy, but, like, you know, it's just... It's I'd say as of right a, now. Certainly putting on a display like he would be, yeah. Um, but as we hit 11.40, two things happen. Sergei Canios... Eventful two minutes for him. He gets a second yellow, gets <laughs> sent off. Uh, still 1-1 lead there. And then Pascal Gross scores to take a 2-1 lead against West Ham. I think this would have secured Man U's spot in the Europa League. Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> and as we it hit, all ended up okay for United. As we chill out, guys. 12 minutes. This is the penultimate minute. Because Eose Perez scores against Leicester to make it 3-1. Leicester, obviously. No, of course not. It's because Ilkay Gundogan scores. For Man City to make it 3-2 Man City against Aston Villa. Also, Mark Noble subs on for his final West Ham appearance. Sad. I'm sad for Mark yeah. Noble. But this was the <laughs> penultimate minute for City as we pass 12-20. 82nd minute. Mark Nodergaard scores to make it 5-1 Arsenal. A silky goal at that. Yeah, very, very um, nice goal. And Ethan has 30-odd seconds to say how good Odegaard was. Yeah, he was a fantastic player for Arsenal this season. Really, I mean, especially as a left footer, really stepped into the Ozil type role. Dare I say, <laughs> dare I say, Ozil role with your two star weak foot? <laughs> yeah, but no, Arsenal were in desperate need of a number ten, and Arsenal got Odegaard at a bargain because there was a while where Odegaard was one of the was a really highly sought after uh, center attacking midfielder in the world, and really, I don't know why interest dropped in them so much over the past. When he originally got him, he wasn't playing at his January at his associate dad height, but whatever. As we pass the thirteenth minute, we pass the most solid goal. That you won the league, right? Yeah, you won the league. I thought he did. No, I didn't because <laughs> I was watching the other game at the time. Uh, unlike Mo Salah, because he thought he won the league. He thought he had his Aguero moment, uh, but he did retie Son for the Golden Boot. So, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but he had to be informed by the closest fan in the stands that it was three two City by the time he scored. Um, which was funny. That, that was hilarious. Objectively funny. Um, as we approach the 14th minute of our broadcast, we hit the 87th minute in the final day. A Dan Gosling Watford goal to equalize against Chelsea. Again, we don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but there's, this is a sign of poor form, recent form for Chelsea. Is this concern going into next season? Um, I don't think the goal itself is a big concern, but I think Dan Gosling is yeah. a concern. <laughs> But I think it's a good time to bring up the fact that I think they're losing like half their defenders to yeah, Chelsea, all uh, not Chelsea uh, to Real Madrid Aspie, and Barcelona. Rudiger, but, uh, Alonso, yeah. Alonso and Aspie, I think, are both going to. Uh, no, Aspie and Christensen are definitely going to like Barza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rudiger's, possibly Alonso. Rudiger's already at 
Real Madrid. So um, hopefully Top Bowley can bring in some defenders. We hit 1440, 89th minute, Andy Robertson secures the win against Wolves. And not mattering, it was celebrated with more of a golf clap yeah. in comparison to the most solid Um as we approach 1520, I'm gonna this is it's we're at 15 right now, but I'm supposed to announce this at 1520. We're gonna get a head start. 91st minute, Ross Barkley goal. I mean, fuck yeah. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Good, good for Ross Barkley. I honestly thought he stopped playing soccer altogether before I saw No, he came out of nowhere. I thought he was on the golf course, to be completely honest. But here he is scoring the winner for Chelsea in a game we don't give a shit about again. Um, but Alex, I'll take players we didn't think we were going to score this game 500 <laughs> because fuck it. Ross Barkley. If there's goal. one player who. I thought I'd see less of than Donny van de Beek. It's Ross Barkley. <laughs> yeah, literally, I expected Donny van de Beek to be on the field more than I expected yeah. Ross Barkley. Where, where's Danny Drinkwater when you need him, you know? He, ret- he He's moving on, right? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> anyway, we hit 15-40. Another player we like scoring, Danny Welbs Welbeck. And now we have time to discuss our favorite Danny Welbeck goals. Can I start? You can. Well, I'm sure we have a mutual favorite. The one from Ozil. To that I thought was going to win us the title in 2016, but is that a peak Arsenal moment for you? Uh, probably the peak. That in the FA Cup final in 2020. Yeah. Um, but yes, that I was in a lobby of a Holiday Inn Express watching it on the one monitor they had in there with three. I was there too. You were there too, (laughs) and they asked us to leave the room because we were waking people up at 10 in the morning. But yeah, all. All part of the experience of that Danny Welbeck goal. Um, we passed 1620. Jack Harrison scores for Leeds. More eagle cries. And God bless America, please. Um, but another Welbs goal. Do you remember the one against uh, United in the FA Cup semifinal? That was the other one I was thinking yes. of. Yes, the one where he uh, went around uh, De Gea. After that was poor, the year uh, after he signed from Mania, which was Yeah, yeah, this was like sweet. 2015. And we went on to win the FA Cup yeah, that yeah, year, yeah, too. Yeah. So, um, But our final goal of the evening... A 96-minute Ayose Perez goal. Again, we don't give a fuck um, to make it 4-1 Leicester. A little too many goals good, from, good for Leicester. from this Leicester-Southampton game. That just means jack shit. And that, my friends, is our final whistle. All goals have been gone through unless I completely forgot about them. And if I forgot about them, we don't give a shit. I would like to reiterate there are some things we do not give a shit about on Sunday. However, we'll roll right into... The UCL final, yeah. which was eventful yet uneventful, to be completely honest. Yeah, not not the greatest, but then again, we haven't seen a good, a really good UCL final since probably the last time these two met in 2018. Uh, the 3-1, Carius Howlers, Bale <laughs> Bicycle Kicks, I mean, it really had everything. Yeah, yeah. Sala, Ramos, Beef, you know, beginning, yeah. uh, score to settle, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> It was settled, but not in their favor. No. Don Carlo. Don Carlo. And, and Don Carlo, we trust. <laughs> um, but yeah. Fucking Thibaut Courtois, man. I, oh I would venture to say that this is one of the greater performances we've had in a Champions League final ever. Yeah, not, not just for a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have there been any UCL final hat-tricks you can think of, really? Uh, I Maybe Shevchenko got one for... No, he didn't get one in uh, Istanbul, right? No, no. Uh, Cres- I think Crespo had. Crespo had two? Okay. And they didn't even win, so. <laughs> well, they had three goals. 
Um, I'm trying to think. Well, there's not that many like finals where a team scores three goals to be fair. Yeah, that's honest. true. Um, but certainly not when Thibaut Courtois is yeah, in that. Yeah, but you know, I was rooting for Madrid. If you're not a fan of Atletico, Barcelona, or Liverpool, you were most likely rooting yeah. for Madrid. This was a win for world football. I mean, the quadruple winners turned into the quad double winners, <laughs> which was it was just funny. You know, yeah. it, it's funny. And like, were they they were in favor to win the Premier League, and like. The UCF final was not impossible to lose. Like, this was foreseeable. But, like, uh-huh. it's still cool that it happened. Also, they scored zero goals. Yeah, I, I wanted final. to bring that up. <laughs> no goals in three finals. Honestly, more impressive that they got two trophies from scoring no <laughs> goals goal. in three finals. That's, what is that? Undefined amount of goals per trophy, right? Two over zero? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or trophies per goal. Trophies per goal. Trophies would be per undefined. goal. It would also be zero if it was goals per trophy. Yeah. Um. That is just wild, though, to be completely honest. But hey, they finished their penalties, and if this one went to penalties, I think they would have got it done too. So, yeah, Real Madrid certainly wanted to finish this one in uh, yeah. regular time. So, Madrid take home big ears. City take home the Premier League title. I, uh, you know, I'm not disappointed with this how this season has gone. As a from a neutral third party perspective, we've had more eventful seasons certainly, but. A team on 92, a team on 93. No, I thought this was a great season, especially just for the way it climaxed at the end. I mean, the top four race was pretty, was, you know, steady throughout the entire year. I mean, there's even a time, the title race almost didn't start till like February. (laughs) People thought it was over in like December when I think City had like a double digit lead. But no, I thought it was a great season, both in the Prem, uh, the UCL, obviously. Benzema oh yeah, just... that fine. That the Real Madrid final run is like mm-hmm. immortalized for the teams they beat. And let's not forget about uh, Villarreal too. Yeah, that yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. And they equalized against Liverpool at home in like 15 uh-huh. minutes, which is wild. Uh, yeah, we got our one of the best Champions League ties in the history of the of the competition, if not the best. Um, City always seems to produce these fantastic ties. Like the one against Spurs was amazing. Like the one against Monaco, and the... they score a ton of goals, and then. It, they collapse very easily. So yeah. it, it makes for some fantastic ties. Oh, the Monaco one, yeah. Makes for some fantastic ties. Mbappe villain origin story. Well, not <laughs> villain origin story. They won. <laughs> um, but that wraps up for the football. Let's get on to Irrelevant 11. Okay. So, brand new segment. Obviously. because yeah, this is the, the first, first episode. All these segments are brand yeah. new, by the way. Let me point out. Brand new pod, but, brand new segments. But... The brand is still brand new. Irrelevant 11s. We are going to make football 11s, soccer 11s, out of things that are not meant to be put in soccer 11. And this week, brand mascots, specifically food. Yes. So, what the parameters are. Any grocery store brand of any food that has a mascot. Not going to give any examples because we'll get into it, but also fast food. Fast food. Yeah. Everyone knows the f- famous fast food icons. They are also up for grabs. So any food related brand mascots are up for grabs. You want to go first? Sure. All right. Take it away. So the question is, do we start with the manager or the keeper? I'll start with the keeper. Okay. I'm going to start with my manager, actually. Um, in goal, I have Captain Crunch. The Captain Crunch mascot. Sure. 
Um, surprisingly, not my captain. <laughs> I thought, you know, he might have been. But nonetheless, he does have the commanding traits of a captain. You know, he's captain of a ship. Still, you know, commanding. He can command his boat or his box. Yeah, I mean. I think he's it's in the, the name. Yeah. Have you ever seen the box? He's, like, looking up, like, with uh-huh. the... Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough Captain Crunch in my life to know what that yeah. box looks like, but continue. Yeah, but nonetheless, I think he'd just be a strong candidate for this goalkeeper position, so he's my okay. pick. All right, what's his height like is, only, is my only question. I'm talking about physically. I don't know. I don't know about height, but, you know, just to me, he seemed like, you know, pretty... Okay, he runs a ship. He's probably yeah. a pirate at some point. Maybe he's a little past his prime, but, you know, a Buffon-esque. Yeah. Got it. All right, move on. Okay, so... I'll go with the wingbacks. So modern wingbacks arguably have to cover more ground than any other position nowadays. So I just want, you know, someone who seemed like they were in just like peak fitness, you know? So I've gone with Tony the Tiger at left back just because, I mean, he's, he's, he was obviously going to be in our 11 somewhere, but yeah. Arguably, you know, he may have been more uh, poised for a central position just because of his, you know, strength, maybe. At like maybe center back or at center mid, but I just think you know he also has you know stamina. He doesn't skip cardio either. Sure, you know he's always doing the commercials with the big good, athletes. Good communication too. Yeah, they're, they're great. He's one of the few mascots with the tagline. So yeah. there you go. There's that. So he's my pick for left back and uh, right back. I have the tricks rabbit. Okay. So as a wing back, you know you're gonna get beat by wingers sometimes. Yeah, I you guess. Know? But what's important is that. You don't give up and you make those recovery runs. This rabbit has been chasing tricks <laughs> to no avail for like 50 years. I, I love this pick. I love this pick. Dude, you know, like a, like a 16, 17 Hector Bellerin, <laughs> you know, he's not giving up on a ball. So I have him in as my right back. Now I'll go on to the center backs. And... Left center back, I've gone for the Kool-Aid man. Okay. This one, I was inspired by Sergio Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> Not only just because he's red. Just clear, you know, obvious resemblance there. Sure. Clear connotations. Yeah. Um, he goes hard into every challenge. I would agree. Like he zero played, discipline, like he though. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero discipline. Just breaking through walls. Just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Just absolutely no discipline there. So that's really Sergio Ramos-esque yeah, center back. Right I like there. it. And so right center back, I've gone with Aunt Jemima. Mm, okay. So she's my captain for this one just because of veteran experience. I mean, now the Pearl Milling Company, by the way. Yes, I know. She, she's retired. This is a past and present. Okay, 11, past and present. Got <laughs> past and present. Uh, don't cancel us, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, veteran experience, you know, master of her craft. Yeah. I mean, she she sticks to one, you know, she she doesn't have much foot skills, you know, she can't really play out of the back that much, but she'll head away any ball that comes in. Sure. I mean, she sticks to her guns and she's good at it. So she she's in that center back. And so center mid or two defensive mid. So Left center defensive mid. This is a four-two-three-one. By the way, three, one, got it. Okay. Um, I have gone with Bongo the monkey. Okay. He's uh, the Danimals mascot. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I already love this. <laughs> so, 
This dude just doesn't run out of energy. He's the Conte of this team. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've like seen these commercials, but he's just bouncing around all yeah. over the screen. Again, another another mascot who's like very active. You know, this brings me back to you know Nickelodeon days. You know, he's people are doing like sports. You know, he comes in with the animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's my pick at center mid. Very active. Um. And then left center mid, I just realized I also put Tony the Tiger. (laughs) A clone, a Tony the Tiger clone. Yes. Oh, I didn't even write anything for him, but I'll just ad lib. He could play both left back and center mid. I think we've both agreed that he's pretty versatile. I mean, he he could really play any position. Uh, He has the physical fitness to get up and down the pitch. He's big, you know, goes hard into challenges. I think he's a great pick for center mid. Although I wish I had not had the brain fart there <laughs> and had a double. So now I'll get into the 10 position, the cam. And I've gone with lefty. You, I'm sure you have no idea who that is. I know it exactly is. who that is. That you is know. the hamburger helper guy. You got him in your team? Yes. At the 10? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but yeah. All right. Uh, I just have how may I assist you in yeah. quotation marks. I mean, Giving everyone a help in that. Yeah. Hamburger Helper, I mean, it, it's pretty much in the name. Absolutely controls the middle of the park, you know, dishing out balls left and right. Hey, yo. I mean, he's really pulling the strings in the midfield. I think he was an obvious pick, clearly. Clearly, yeah. And then on the wings, um, you want your wingers to just be nightmares for defenders, just like I thought, you know, Vinicius against Trent <laughs> Alexander-Arnold in the final. He didn't do quite as much as I thought he would, but that's getting a bit off topic. So... If you want someone to just be a nightmare to deal with, uh, Sonny the Cuckoo Bird from the sure. Cocoa Puffs. Just batshit crazy. Yeah, just batshit crazy. Yeah, I think it's a case study in marketing by itself, yeah. those ads. So. And on the right wing, going with a similar theme, the Crazy Squares from Sam and Toast Crunch. Okay, multiple. They're just... <laughs> Maybe just one. Maybe the best yeah. one, but yeah. They're just straight up cannibals. By the way, <laughs> they just eat each other. Um, I don't know if that... Just intimidates defenders. I'm not I don't sure know. how it applies, but it's got to help. <laughs> I, just, I just threw them in there. Almost to bring awareness to this. I don't even know. I don't know if they still air like those commercials. I mean, in this yeah, day and age. Your wingers might be checked into psychiatric hospitals yeah, really. by the end of the match. But yeah. Disciplinary issues. <laughs> now again to uh, Stryker. Um, Chester Cheetah. Sure. Pace. Okay. Now... You know, he does have a bit of pace, but this gives me, like, a Jamie Vardy, you know, he's got mm-hmm. the pace. Jamie Vardy slash Javier Hernandez mm-hmm. type vibe, because, you know, he's known for being sly, you know, for being Quick. slick. Yeah, and cool. so, you know, he has, you know, subtle movements in the box that lets him, you know, separate from his defenders. So he's, you know, Mr. Right Place, Right Time, you know, balls put into the box. By the time the defender knows where he is, you know, Chester Chi has yeah. already put the ball in the back of the net. So... He's my pick for striker. Uh, oh, no, it doesn't round out my 11. Well, it rounds at the 11. Now I have to go for the, the manager, manager, who's none other than Mr. Peanut. Okay. Um, gotta go with experience there. Gotta go with experience, you know, kind of loosely based off Carlo Ancelotti. <laughs> you know, Don Peanut. <laughs> Don, Don Peanut. <laughs> uh, just sophisticated, but, you know, cool at the same time. Yeah. And also, if you remember the Super Bowl commercial from, like, two years ago, where, like, he died and came back to life, yes. remember... That Mr. Peanut commercial. It's basically Ancelotti's career when he went to Everton. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, I like that. I like that pick a lot. So, uh, a lot of parallels between Mr. Pino sure. and Ancelotti there. So, all right, I will get into my. I'll start with my bet. Okay, because I think it sets up my eleven well. Okay. So my formation is a four four two, rigid, archaic, much like my manager, Colonel Sanders. Colonel in the army. Colonel meaning high rank. Always the in charge of players. Good man management. Can cook fried chicken like nobody's business. That doesn't help. <laughs> I'm sure it'll help somewhere. Team bonding of some yeah. kind. Boost player morale. I'm sure, obviously. Um, but again, it sets up this 4-4-2. This rigid 4-4-2 uh. that I have. And in goal, it's none other than the Green Giant of the Vegetable Company. Um, again, going for physique here. He covers most of the goal with his toes alone. Let's be honest. No, nothing really more to say about the goalie. He's a freak of nature. Uh, Quite literally a freak of nature. Just Sunday league type. You know, <laughs> I'll put the big man yeah. in that. You don't want to put those crosses anywhere near the six. Yeah. Um, and our wingbacks. Left back, we're going the Hamburglar from mm. the McDonald's series of characters. Just stealing balls. Like, 1v1, going to tackles. Not just winning it, but collecting that ball, going the other way. A little bit bigger. A little mm. bit on the slower end, but unbeatable 1v1 in yeah. my eyes. And then at right back. Chester Cheetah. Cool, quick. That's all. That's all you need to be. Again, mm. at right back, left back, didn't want to overthink it. Quick at right back, cool under pressure. He wears the sunglasses, bandana, like, cool dude. Center back, Kool Aid Man. I liked uh -huh. it. I went straight, like, he headbutts yeah. his way <laughs> through walls. It ball or man, not both. That's yes. my, <laughs> that is my go to saying for the Kool Aid Man at center back. And my other center back, Captain Crunch. Mm -hmm. Wanted some leadership back there. Another good man manager. Communication with the midfield is going to be his specialty. Um, just ordering, just like ordering his pirates around the ship. He is ordering around his defense and his defensive midfield. And he, again, is not my captain, somehow. We'll move on to the center mids. Tony the Tiger in center mid. Athleticism. Again, Colonel Sanders wants this rigid Brexit football. Mm -hmm. And Tony the Tiger is just that as a more defensive midfield. Defensive eight, I would say. Oh, you said it all. Athletic, good communication. Like, that's all you really want there. A John McGinn-esque player. Yeah. And then a other center, a center mid, my captain, Ronald McDonald. He's just the captain of all food mascots, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he was the icon of decades and decades of food marketing. He is the name on the back of everyone's shirt for this club. He's going to be the guy who hypes everybody up in the dressing room. He's been there for forever. Tall, lean, athletic, goes and gets balls in the midfield, but he's more of an athletic eight, can go get it. He's my captain. He's my center mid. Then on the right, Tricks Rabbit. He's got tricks. Five-star skills. Oh, you're, not like gonna, you're not going <laughs> to be able to, to, to pin this man down. A lot like the Vinicius reference. You're just not going to be able to pin him down. He's got the flip-flaps. He's got the Maradonas, the roulettes, the La Croquetas, everything. He'll whip it all out. Hey, yeah. I respect the wordplay there. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> and then left mid, lefty. Bit of a Mark Albrighton, Dwight McNeil-esque. Mm -hmm. he's, again, he's the helper. He he's leads the team in assists. He's the one who's going to be whipping crosses in to my psychopaths of strikers that we got. But he, he's, that, he's that Dwight McNeil, like, one creative piece in this team, you know? He, mm. He's the guy that's going to be pushing the ball forward. 
And then to our strikers. First one, Burger King. That's my Vout Verkhorst in this team. Mm. Just a massive dude. Huge head. He's going to get his meaty burger forehead <laughs> on a lot of these lefty the hamburger helper passes and whip the footballs. hamburger connection there too yeah. <laughs> obviously <laughs> yes um didn't think about that but that more chemistry in the team uh but dude's cute and he's the king a little bit of zlatan ego to him i love it if you don't have ronald mcdonald on the back of your team shirt you're gonna have the burger king mm-hmm. I, i'm trying to see if he has a name but he doesn't he's like the burger <laughs> king. and my other striker sonny the cuckoo bird he is my relentless pressing striker. Mm-hmm. You are going to be quite literally tortured as a center back if you have Sonny the Cuckoo Bird at striker. He has turned the whole world chocolate in an attempt to recover these Cocoa Puffs. If he wants the ball, he's going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you have to say about it. Um, he is quite literally a psychopath. <laughs> I grew up on these commercials. I still can't believe they exist. Uh, again, a case study in marketing by yeah. itself, but I want him up top. He's not, is he going to score many goals? Yeah. He's going to chase down the goalkeeper, put in a crunching challenge, and Burger King's going to tap it into that. Yeah. But that's my 11. Colonel Sanders running this rigid 4-4-2. I think it's, we're going to be a handful, especially Certainly. the food mascot. <laughs> there we go. But with that, we'll conclude the first ever two-man wall podcast it's been a pleasure it has really has long time coming very excited to get this project going and i can't wait for where this takes us with that sign off